And so we have to learn in relationship how to integrate our partner and who they are into our planning, into our ideas, into our thoughts and and energy needs to be spent on collaboration. This is the Connecting Couples Podcast with The Real Emhoffs. Hi, I'm Chad Emhoff. And I'm Angela Emhoff. And we're really excited because we are going to celebrate that this is the final week of our very first whole year doing a podcast. A year ago, after COVID hit and we had been working with some couples after a few conferences, we really wanted to put something together that couples could take with them to keep those conversations going. And so we brainstormed and we're like, let's do a podcast. And we started it thinking we could put out a few series that would be helpful and then we kept doing it and kept doing it and now here we are 52 weeks later a whole entire year doing it (laughs) which is fun no we have a good time with it and you know it it does take time to produce this and do all the things but man it feels good to to celebrate a little bit and say oh my gosh a year of doing this and a year of kind of hanging out and having these conversations I think it's been good for us to have those conversations. I think you and I, Angela, have been able to connect over some of this and even use the connect points ourselves. We really do. We yeah. listen to our own podcast and have the conversations. No, it's because <laughs> this content is stuff that helps our relationship out. And a lot of times, I mean, you know, if you've been listening to our podcast at all, that we use our own examples. And so we have lots of these conversations, whether it's on a road trip or in the kitchen or whatever it is, we really talk about how to get into these deeper places, how to have more vulnerable conversations, how to respond to each other better. And sometimes we succeed. And when we succeed, we go, let's share this. We've got to tell somebody about And this. when we don't yeah. succeed, we're like, we need to figure this out until we can get it right. And then we can share it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Man, and I've got to tell you, this is... Um, so transformative. I mean, if you can really get a hold of, if I, if, if we really get a hold of this idea of cycles and kind of recognizing what's happening, being able to say, Hey, we're doing that thing. It's huge. Yeah. I mean, it literally kind of alters what we do, not just in our relationship, but you know, we've got a little girl and, and she's five years old now. And it's like what she sees is different than what we saw. And and I think our parents did the very best they could to help us raise us and do all the things, but man, we've got really, Kind of cool things going on in our family just from from being able to kind of share some of our story with with y'all with this podcast. So So. here's what we thought we we would do. Um, We're just going to kind of review the last year, some of the series that we've brought to you. And after we've released them and we continue to talk about them and and people have written in or asked us questions, we've had a little bit more insight. And so we want to kind of review the series, take some main points from each one of them and have a few more conversations with you before we kind of wrap up this year and head into next year. I want to say, though, it has been super fun to hear from people all over the world, actually. We've heard from people in Australia, in Europe, in Germany, in Canada, other states, even in our own local community. We were at an event a couple of weeks ago, and and this couple walked up to us and said, are you the Emhoffs? We've been listening to your podcast. And we're like, oh, that's okay. We're glad. Yay. We kind of get, it's like startling because we didn't intend for it to reach what it has reached, but it is so humbling and so exciting. And so we're going to keep on doing it. We're, we're motivated to 
too. We're excited to, and we would love to continue to hear from you. If you're somebody who hasn't written in or posted a comment or uh, messaged us and you have a specific question or a specific topic or a specific series that you have a further question about, please, please send us the question. We would love to possibly answer it in a podcast or at least respond to you via email or message to to be able to make it personal for you too. You guys are the reason that we're even doing this podcast. And so uh, we want to make sure that we're connecting with our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Let's dive into kind of where we want to start. And so back at the very beginning, June of last year of 2020, we started with the basics where we just said who we were. And we just started with basic EFT stuff, which is a cycle, a pursuer, a withdrawer, and kind of how this dance plays out. I want to say I want to say something that I've I've kind of as we as we've done these, I think I've said it in most of the uh, podcasts when we talk about pursuers and withdrawers. But I've got to say, withdrawers and pursuers—they're labels, but they're not like static. They're not set. There's not a a bad one or a good one. I want to say that like sometimes I feel like withdrawers think they should be pursuers or pursuers think withdrawers or this or that. I'm like, this is just kind of a label to kind of help us organize the cycle and understand each other. Yeah. And, and heck, we all have really good reasons for what we do. So if there's anybody out there that's going, man, I should be different or I should this or I should that. I'm like, we all have good reasons why we're doing it. And I want to kind of just say, sometimes it, it can feel like we're placing a label on somebody. I don't want you to feel that. I want no. you to know that, hey, we have, again, really good reasons for what we do, the moves we make. We are trying to be more vulnerable and more connected in this relationship. But in the rest of my life, I still use my pursuing and withdrawing tendencies to get me ahead. And so this isn't a pathology. It's just a way of thinking about it. If you are new to listening to our podcast and you don't quite know what the term pursuer or withdrawer means, please go back and start with the basics where we really lay it out. I love the last series that we just did, Keep Dating Your Spouse, where we really talked about and highlighted the good reasons why you pursue or the good reasons why you withdraw. And that's actually why we're attracted to each other. And so we do want to say, if you were a pursuer, man, you do so much work and it's important work for the relationship. If you are a withdrawer, man, you hold it together for the relationship. And that's really good. Both of those qualities are really good. What we really want to do is just bring awareness to how that tendency affects you and how it affects your partner and how it plays out between you when you're trying to have a conversation or an interaction. I mean, that is really what this entire podcast is all about with all of the content. And so we were talking about the idea of a cycle. Yeah. We had somebody write in actually quite a long time ago about a cycle and said, I'm a pursuer. My husband's a withdrawer. We have that figured out. We even can recognize our cycle. But what we cannot do is stop the cycle when it's happening. It's vicious, it's fast, and we just can't stop it. It ends up always just blowing up and we have to come back and do a repair. And and possibly there was like a second part of the question, which is, will we ever get to the place where we won't have these cycles? And so we want to take a minute to just kind of acknowledge that the goal isn't we're never going to have a cycle. As a matter of fact, it's impossible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, cycles they actually kick up because our protection comes online. So whatever my pursuer withdraw tendency is, my protective stance is going to come forward. And it comes forward because this is important because the relationship's important because I value this thing that we have. And so it's not to say that, you know, you, you should have a fight just to say, Oh yes, I can prove my love or something. That's not (laughs) what I'm saying. I'm saying 
When you value something, you're going to be protective of it. And when you're protective of something and you've learned to be protective in the way that we have, it's inevitable that sometimes a cycle is going to get kicked up. Cycles are really, yeah. um, it doesn't mean anything bad about your relationship. I love that this couple's saying, hey, we can recognize it. Hey, we can name our sides of it. But I want to say you're always going to have some form of cycle. Yeah. You're always going to have some form of distress at moments. The question is, can we repair those and how quickly can we catch them? So when you talk about cycles and, and specifically getting out of cycles, if somebody can say, hey, we're, we're doing that thing, it really does take two to tango in some ways. So if one or the other of you can kind of say, hey, we're doing this and I want to understand you, I want to empathize with you. I think that's the best way to get out. I, that's in my opinion, Angela. I mean, if I notice that we're doing it, a lot of times what I try to do is go, okay, let me put all my stuff aside and try to engage with you. And I think you do the same thing, yeah. Angela. You do a really good job of engaging and saying, hey, I want to know this. I want to get this. I'm not trying to shame you. I mean, we kind of use the words that we use in our relationship. Yeah. But cycles are going to show up. We're not, we're not going to have a perfect no pain life uh, or relationship. And here's what happens, I think, if you try to avoid them. And I'm speaking from experience because I'll be in this place where I'm like, man, I don't want to get in a fight. I don't want a cycle to show up. And so instead of bringing content to Chad that we need to discuss or bringing up a conversation that I know might cycle us up because we don't necessarily see eye to eye on it, I'll hold it back and I'll hold it back and I'll hold it back. But over time, then I don't feel seen or I don't feel heard or I don't feel like we have had a conversation that we need to have. And so doing this kind of boundary setting within a marriage is not healthy. It does not work. I have to bring important content to Chad even if he doesn't see eye to eye. We were we were talking about this on a road trip we took recently, actually, and I said, you know why there's this hesitation? And we did actually an episode in our series of the basics called The Hesitation, where it's like, I hesitate to tell you this because I have this fear that it's not going to be received or you're not going to understand it or who knows what the response will be will be. And withdrawers hesitate to tell their pursuers things and pursuers hesitate or go over the top and use too many words, but aren't really sending a clear message. But I'm a pursuer. And there are times when I hesitate to tell Chad, because I think, man, I just, I don't want to have to go into the explanation. I don't want to be misunderstood. I don't want this to become a fight. So I won't tell him. But over time, he will know there's something on my mind or there's something on my heart and he'll say, what is it? So then we have to have not only the conversation about the content, but also the conversation about why I didn't want to bring him the content. Yeah. So we're having this conversation on the road trip. And I said, you know, the reason it's so hard is because I am an autonomous human with my own thoughts and my own ideas and my own strategies, my own experience. And so when I have a thought that I've thought out, I I've already spent internally some time on it. Now I'm going to pitch it to Chad and he's just going to receive it. But maybe when I send it to him, it's something he's already been thinking about himself or me telling him makes him have a creative or innovative thought in the moment. And so he gets some energy and cuts me off sometimes and goes on with his own. And before you know it, now it's no longer my autonomous idea. I have to share it. And we were talking about how this shift from when I was single and I didn't have a husband and I didn't have a daughter, but I desperately wanted a husband and a family. But when I was single, I didn't have to run my ideas by anybody. I just, I just had some ideas. 
Same with him. He didn't have to run his ideas by anybody. But when you couple, now my ideas and my thoughts and my plans, they affect him. And so we have to learn in relationship how to integrate our partner and who they are into our planning, into our ideas, into our thoughts and and energy needs to be spent on collaboration and inclusion. And sometimes it's exhausting. Oh, I mean, it, it is completely exhausting. And it, it it's funny because I, I want to like, I want to say like, oh, if people, are, if, if somebody's really super healthy, they could do this better. But I know people that are pretty healthy that, yeah. that have their own thoughts and ideas, which I think is healthy, but <laughs> have their own thoughts and ideas in relationship and they bring it and it's still hard. Yeah. It's still hard. Even in, even if you're a healthy human and you kind of like want to engage because frankly, we have different opinions. Yeah. You might have an idea about how this should or shouldn't go or how, I mean, how a podcast should go or how <laughs> whatever the thing is we're doing. And, and I might have a completely different and distinct idea yeah. about it. And now we're going to have this argument or this, this push against each other. The trick with healthier people, and, and as we get healthier, as we start to recognize our cycles and we start to slow them down and start to like examine our own process, which is really key in this, because if you want to get out of a cycle, you have to understand your protection. You have to understand yourself and be able to articulate it. But I'm, I'm ahead of myself. If we want to get out of that, if we want to be really healthy and get out of that, then we have to find ways to, to really get back online, to not let your belief system, what you want in this and I'm using podcast in this podcast, so to speak, what Angela wants in the podcast or what Chad wants in the podcast to speak to our identity or to speak to each other's like belief about themselves. But that's why we get so passionate yeah. about it. I want to say at some point we're going to do a podcast about what it looks like for Chad and Angela to develop an actual series because <laughs> we cycle up a lot in the conversations leading up to the produce thing that you hear or see. <laughs> and we're like, I disagree. No, I dis this no, is, this is what we need yeah, to talk yeah. about. No, this is the important part. We both have energy. That's what's, what's but great about But let's say us. if we're not talking about a podcast but something else. We have, we're making some big decisions. We're talking yeah. about, you know, our daughter is starting school. We're talking about about possibly switching houses, selling a house and buying a house. We're talking about buying another car because my car is old. There are things we're talking about in any of those conversations are sometimes hard to navigate. We have different perspectives, different views, different experiences from our past that we bring to the table. And that creates cycles. And it's okay. It's exactly what we're trying to say is it's not bad that you guys get sideways sometimes in a conversation. I like to say it's like a bike chain on a, a bicycle. And when you're pedaling, I don't know if this, you've ever experienced this. I have where all of a sudden the chain gets off and no matter how fast you spin your wheels, it's not going anywhere because the little sprockets aren't in their little grooves. It's not lined up. Yeah. No. Yeah. And yeah. so you have to kind of like get off your bike, realign it, and then you get to going with some speed again. Sometimes I feel like that's what happens in our relationship. We're both spinning our wheels, but until we stop, actually get off of the vehicle, realign the chain or realign our, our, ideas that, hey, you're on my team and I'm on your team and we do actually care about each other and love each other and work well together. Now let's have a conversation about purchasing a car yeah. or sending our kid to school or whatever that big content conversation, saving money, spending money, any, I mean, all of the topics require us to be on the same team. To and this aligned. cycle sometimes yeah. misaligns us. When I, I think what you're saying, it, it just brings it up for me right now. Like I'm saying, 
you know, that's it's so easy and, and it's so nasty. The cycles that we get caught in really do kind of send us to a place where it's like, I believe bad things about everybody involved, mm-hmm. about you, about me, about the situation. And so it's like until from that position, until we get refocused, until we yeah. get realigned, we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to spend and I, it's going to be bad. And I'm going to start to believe more and more bad things. And so once I'm in a cycle, it really is about stopping the cycle and getting off of the bus or off of the bike yeah. or whatever you want to call that so that you can repair it. Otherwise, the thing just runs over you. You, you don't get anywhere. I want to yeah. talk about that practically for just a second, and then we'll bring up a connect point for this particular episode. So probably about a week and a half ago, Chad and I started having a conversation about hard conversations. It was like meta content. And we were talking about why it's hard for us when we start to have heavy conversations that one of us feels missed. And we both feel, I feel like he's smart. He feels like I'm smart. We both have um, administrative brains. We we both run businesses. There, We both trust each other, yet we both have ideas of how we think a thing should go. And so we started having this conversation, and man, it just went sideways. Yeah. I didn't feel like he heard me. He didn't feel like I heard him. Then I started thinking he's unhealthy and he's irrational. Then he starts thinking I'm you know, being bossy or being controlling. And before you know it, exactly what Chad is saying, we start to believe bad things about each other. We're in a fight. We got home from wherever we were driving. Chad was like, I'm going to go mow the grass. He got on the lawnmower and started mowing. We have three acres. It takes a couple hours. I'm inside, you know, folding laundry with a mission to like bring my worth back into perspective. At least I can fold a towel. Folding hard. (laughs) Folding hard. (laughs) Doing the dishes hard. Closing the cabinets hard. And both of us come to this realization that man, we don't want to be in this. This is this is yuck. We didn't stop the cycle mid-cycle. And so at some point, Chad stops the mower. The yard isn't done. And he walks in and he says, I could stay out there and mow. And I said something like, yeah, that's a, a withdrawer move. You probably will. And he said, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to just stay out there, even though I could, even though the grass actually there does a need. need to be mowed. Yeah. And we both recognize that. There's I don't, still a need. I don't want to mow <laughs> yeah. when we're not in a good place. I want to mow when we're in a good place and I know everything's okay. Can we have a conversation? And so it took us just a minute to kind of come back and for me to say, I wanted to be safe for you, and I was trying to have a conversation where you felt heard, but somewhere in it, I got triggered, and I started speeding up, and my questions to try to ask you about your heart or about what you're saying started feeling like an interrogation. And before you know it, my tone is no longer, I'm safe, and I want to hear you so I can respond to you, my tone is, hurry up and tell me what's on your heart so I can like give you a hug or something and we can move on with what we need to do, which is really not compassionate at all. But that is my tone, and well, you know it. And, and, I mean, <laughs> and, and we could go back over the fight. I mean, we could revisit it. But I'm like, we get to these places. It isn't that we always agree. And we right. still probably don't agree perfectly. And that's okay. Like we do agree on a couple of things that are pretty important and we do care about each other and we do believe in, in what we're doing with our family. And so it doesn't mean that we have to always agree exactly on every detail. And so that's the thing that's really tricky here is like, can we get back off of that broken bicycle, so to speak? Can we, can we get the chain? Can we get realigned on the things that really matter? The things that move us forward and, and engage 
with one another in a healthy way. Sometimes it does. It takes, okay, I'm just going to stop. We're just going to stop this thing. I'm not going to stay out there mowing. I'm going to come inside. I'm going to say, look, I don't want to be this way. I'm not going to do the thing. And Angela has a choice there too, because yeah. she can choose to continue to be engaged in a, in in a, a healthy, place. unhealthy way. Yeah. yeah. Like she can be angry about that, but, but she has to choose. Okay, wait, I'm going to stay with you. Yeah. So it, it does, it really does take two to tango. So one can stop it in some ways, but if you want to re-engage, you both have to get on board and you both have to say, we're going to try to be yeah. something different in this moment. I'm going to try to see your perspective and understand what the impact of what I was sending to you had yeah. on you and vice versa. And that's when it shifted for us. We didn't solve the problem, but we went on with the day knowing we care about each other and we believe good about each other. Yeah. And he wasn't mowing and I wasn't inside cleaning like we were mad at each other. It was like we realigned and now this machine is working well again. Yeah. Now we have a better chance at having a conversation that's going to go well. And so we wanted to just kind of bring that back up to say, look, I know way back at the beginning, a year ago, we kind of talked talked about cycles and we tend to in our podcast talk about the pursuer idea or the withdrawer idea or what that looks like but we just want to kind of remind you we have cycles all the time and we have to do the thing we're asking you to do which is one of us has to recognize our part the part we played and come back and kind of eat some humble pie I like pie by the way yeah she's <laughs> and, big on pie <laughs> and come back and say hey, I didn't mean for it to land that way. Can we try again? And so that's really what we want to cue up for a connect point for you is to just have a conversation with your partner where you can recognize that you guys possibly still get hijacked by the cycle and what it will look like for you guys to have repairs. And again, you want to look at your own self and the part you play. Think about the last time you had a cycle and what the repair looked like are you able to come back and do repairs? And that repair just looks like, hey, I'm on your team, that went sideways and I wanna realign. I mean, that's the yeah. language we use. We're asking you to find your own language, but it's having a conversation about not letting your relationship stay in that cycle for a long time, but pausing it, hitting the brakes, get off the bicycle, come back, realign, remind each other that you like each other. And then it doesn't even mean pick up the content again. It might be a while before you can have that conversation again. But what it does mean is put yourself back in a position where you're on the same team as your spouse. That's great. I think, you know, the best thing we can do is really re-engage with one another and, and kind of leave the content to the side. So I love that you're telling them to have that conversation. Again, that wraps this up. Next week is our one-year anniversary, so we'll kind of celebrate some of that again. But just saying, you know, the best thing you can do, if you've enjoyed this, if you think, uh, hey, this has been impactful or good for my relationship, the best thing you can do for us is to share this podcast, tell a friend. We're on YouTube, we're on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on iTunes, all the places. But share it with somebody, rate us, give us a five stars or whatever. Um, that really helps us kind of get the word out on how, how we can save relationship in some ways. Also, we uh, want to hear from you. If you have a question or a topic you'd like to hear us talk about, please write in and let us know so that we can do a podcast that's on a topic you want to hear about. We look forward to catching up with you on the next one.